Hello folks, this is Chris, the third-rate narrator of this Desperate and Doom spin-off series we call Out of the Forest, with the pre-show talk. Welcome to Arc 2! We're glad you enjoyed the first arc enough to stick with us for a second. If you haven't, I'd recommend listening to the first respite. It is an actual episode, and while it doesn't have immediate connections to the beginning of this arc, it lays the groundwork for a variety of important plot points that will be built on as we go on. There's still a little bit of time left to vote in our favorite NPC poll on Twitter. Each choice was nominated by a different player, but if your favorite isn't there, feel free to comment and let us know. We're at the Forestcast on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, I'd like to thank Andreas Waters, Joe Donahue, Gab to the Seventh, and Jack for following us. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you haven't yet, please consider following us on Twitter, sending us an email at outoftheforestcast@gmail.com, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, or telling your friends. We'd love to share this fun thing we've made with as many people as possible. All right, I think that's enough out of me. Take it away, me. All right. Evan! Evan! I'm coming, hold on! Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of New Year's babies welcoming you to the new 20s. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Karen Unos. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. All right, welcome everyone to our second arc. We really hope you enjoyed the first one. I'm very happy with how it turned out. Uh, we just finished uh, editing episode uh, nine, the finale, which hopefully you've already listened to if you're listening to this. Hopefully it's been a bit. Um, we're starting a new arc, which means a new monster and a new locale. Uh, in addition, thanks to them uh, stitching things up with Agent Franks, I'm granting them back a power that they gained during the third arc of the total uh campaign that was the one right before the podcast started uh which is deal with the agency deal with the agency is a move reserved for the professional which is what agent franks was um which basically allows them to call the agency and be like hey help please um and depending on how well you roll they'll just give it to you they'll give it to you at a cost or they'll cut ties with you which is how they lost agent franks in the first place they rolled poorly twice in a row um so they have access to that now so now they can call agent franks and ask uh him for the agency's assistance and he'll do it a little more discreetly than them storming in like they did at the end of the last arc um in addition i have discussed with uh jessica about uh enif and their ability to i guess enchant stones unknowingly and we've decided to kind of give that an actual move, and they'll be taking it uh, whenever they next level up, and we'll probably go over that in more detail. It is a custom move. It's not actually part of the Monster of the Week uh, set, uh, but we thought it'd be a lot more fun if we had actual rules behind them blessing these stones. And with that, uh, I guess we'll let you get into the next arc. Welcome back to 1055 The Marmot. Let's get right into your morning j j j j jams. Oh, hold on a second. Joe, what's up, dude? The Psycho Circus got raided? Noise complaints? But it's a music festival. But that's the whole point. They play music loud for people. What do you mean you want me to tell the callers? The phone lines are jammed. No one can get through. All right. Well, just just give me that just give me that paper real quick. Hey, folks. Sorry for that. The thing we're gonna talk about is the wolf. The wolf. Wolf. <laughs> Sorry, Tabby has terrible handwriting. Okay, yes, the update on the wolf story. Well, we all know about the weird stuff that happened at the Camp Marie last week. First, there were these reports of a wolf, and then it was just somebody's dog. Well, it turns out it really was a wolf. But 
it wasn't mean at all. It was just scared. Some crazy campers. <laughs> process of polymers, Munsdale Polymer Labs has opened up new positions. Munsdale Polymer Labs press report says, quote, Our production is higher than ever thanks to this new discovery, which opens up several exciting new employment opportunities. The Munsdale Campery has been canceled due to booking complications with the site. The Campery has been rescheduled for next weekend at the Forest Hills Campground. Parents are reminded that annual junior camper dues pay for the yearly event, but additional donations are appreciated to cover the unexpected cost of rescheduling. If you're interested in donating or volunteering for the weekend. I just wish I didn't have a morning shift today. I would join you guys in all the fun. As a note, the station is looking into rescheduling the event at a different venue at a different time. Maybe we can get a Christmas celebration in. Stay tuned on our website for further updates. Now, back to the music. A figure sits in a dim office typing at a computer. They are tapping their foot along with the music coming from the radio sitting on the desktop. We zoom to the figure's face and, as they scroll to the end of an email, we see reflected in their glasses all manner of complex formulas before there's a sound of a door opening and the figure looks up. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm showing the new hire around the office, says a voice. Oh, not at all, says the figure. I haven't even gotten started. Welcome! to the Munsdale Polymer Labs. It has been a bit longer since your last mission than it has taken in the past, to the point where one of you reached out to Franks, who only responded with a fairly vague, we have people handling it. You are doing your best to take advantage of your time off, it is a fairly chilly day when Carninos doesn't have a shift at the diner, and Baron doesn't have any pressing woodwork projects, and you have both decided to have one of your trademark lunches that you have so severely lacked the time for in recent times. You guys said uh, you went to a, a, food, a food truck. Who made that suggestion, and what and where is this food truck? Uh, I mean, hmm. technically, technically out of character, I did, so I guess Baron did. Okay, uh, what, what, what and where is this food truck? Um, let's say it's, um, a Korean barbecue food truck. Mm. Oh, that sounds so good. And let's say it's, like, downtown, I guess. All right, like so, like, on a street corner, maybe by, like, a little, like, um, like, cement area with a bunch of picnic tables. Maybe it's a corner that's frequented by food trucks. Yeah, like, there may be a group of them, but yeah. That's gotcha. All right, uh, so the wind gusts periodically through the area, causing the intermittent jailbreak of loose napkins, littering the air and tantalizing garbage. Occasionally, some good Samaritan stumbles to their feet to catch the refuse, usually failing to retrieve more than 20% of the flock of napkins before they take flight again, along with whatever food they left on the table. As one of said good Samaritans trips on one of the runaways he sought to reclaim, your numbers are called and your food is served. I have to say, I've never had Korean barbecue. Um... I'm not really sure what I ordered. Uh, I mean, I think you're, I think you're really gonna like. It. I like it. I mean, they give you like, ah, uh, there's just so much meat. Ah, uh, it's so good. Um, I got the the bulgogi bowl. What'd you get? Uh, it looks like such bad pronunciation. Spicy pork bibimbap. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> All right, now hold on. The, that is the word for the bowl. 
Maybe. No, it is. This is no. <laughs> we broke. Just, okay, come on. Just keep going. Just go. You think we've been to Korea or even know of it? Doubt. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> don't you hold up, Jess? Don't you speak Korean? <laughs> I'm learning Korean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why I know it's pronounced hella wrong. <laughs> it is. Wait, how do you hold on? For my knowledge, how do mm-hmm. you pronounce? Like, because I thought it what was what you were trying to say. I thought it was bulgogi. Is that not no? Bulgogi is fine, but mm-hmm. what you were trying to say is bibimbap. Bibimbap. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, bibimbap. bibimbap. Man, bibimbap. we started HelloFresh, and they keep wanting to get us to have bibimbap. Like, it's really? Every, it's every week. <laughs> they really want you to try <laughs> it. We accidentally got the bulgogi, um, which was actually pretty good. But bulgogi's good. Yeah, bulgogi's really good. Uh, but I digress. So yeah, you guys sit down with your food um, and and have a rare spare moment to just kind of. Uh, go back to chatting between the two of you. Uh, once upon a time, you used these chats for Baron to impart what small amount of technical knowledge he had upon Karnunas when he first arrived here. Uh, but now that you guys have kind of come to know each other a little more, I'm sure your conversations uh, range a much wider variety of topics. Well, Baron, um, how's the business been? I know that with the, um, the lumber mill incident, I'm not sure how have things been. Yeah, it's been a bit harder to get least materials and stuff, but I think even finding jobs has been a little bit harder too around town. So I've been kind of trying to build my own my own stuff and sell it on that that eBay website. See if people buy those. I've heard there's a um, a website called Etsy. It's... I think that that you would work well on. It's like people that make things and sell those things. Hmm. I mean, Baron, Baron probably takes out his phone and kind of writes a night, like a note down, like Itsy. Maybe like maybe maybe like the spider question mark. Itsy. And and Bitsy. <laughs> Itsy, uh, Bitsy. Baron, when you look back up, Karenunos is simply no longer in front of you. Um, you you look around and you luckily notice that everyone's too involved in um eating their food or chasing napkins to have caught. Kernunos is vanishing, but Kernunos simply is gone. Kernunos, you are uh, in the meeting place of the gods. In do front I still of have you, my, do I still have my bibimbap? <laughs> yes, a hundred, a hundred percent. You just have like your little like um, you know carry out tray, tray in your hand and like a fork full of it as you went to spoon. And as you put it in your mouth, you look up and notice you're no longer um, at the table. Um, and in front of you in the, um, commanding seat, uh, instead of, uh, Zeus as it has often been, it is the god who, uh, once was known as Ra. And he looks down at you and just goes, Ah, welcome, Canudos. I am sorry if this was a bit more sudden than usual. It's been a while since I've run one of these meetings. I figured... Whenever the sun was at its zenith seemed appropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zeus couldn't have made it. He, uh, he said something about reclaiming his title as Master of Goose Shenanigans. I did not inquire further. Uh, can't be good, but well, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in some time. How have you been? I've been well. I uh, have had less calls than the others have, unfortunately. But, you know, worship of the sun never grows old. Of course not. Um, and you look around, and in attendance uh, also is uh, Quetzalcoatl, as well as uh, Izanami. Quetzalcoatl gives you like a, a, a knowing nod uh, as they are coiled upon their throne, and is- Izanami kind of uh, gives you like a, a slight smile as you arrive. Um, and she goes, ah, Yes, I suppose uh, everyone's trying to, to, to trade out their turns, Kernunos, you know taking their turn at things that are their job to do. You know all about that, right, Kernunos? <laughs> uh, certainly. Hmm, yes, quite. Uh, and Ra goes, Well, enough pleasantries. We brought you here for a reason, and you were sent there for a reason, so let's get to business. I believe that you might have questions in assisting your war with the adversary. What are they? And uh, go and give me your plus weird roll. Ooh. Uh, six. Oof. Six. Uh, oh, no. Doofa. 
On a miss, you're required to do something terrible. If you do not accomplish what they've ordered, you cannot use this move again until you've made up for your failure. Whoa. Yeah, and you only get to ask a question on uh, success, Damn. it looks like. Correct. So, um... Oh, boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Oh, Christ. Um, he trips and his Bebem Bop lands all over Ra. Ra's pissed. No. <laughs> Quetzalcoatl, I believe, is the one that speaks up and um, g- uh, goes, I believe we shouldn't shut down the the question that Izanami is begging. Kernunos, you waited far too long to take your turn on Earth. How long was it since your last trip down there? Um, gods, uh, 3,000, 4,000, I think? 3,000 years. Just kicking it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how gods talk. Uh, Quetzalcoatl, I mean, they're they're hip with the times. Uh, Quetzalcoatl uh, shakes her head and just goes... I don't think we owe you anything right now. I think you have to go ahead and prove your worth. Heck, it went easy on you. It's been a while since someone has provided me a proper offering. Provide me with a good offering of blood, and perhaps I'll consider lending you our help in the future. An offering of blood? What? Whose blood? As long as it was given willingly, I don't care. And um, you are imparted with the knowledge of the approximate amount of blood, and it is a lot of blood. It is like, you need to get at least uh, five people to grant you blood um, in order to fulfill this. Uh, Not like Like, enough to kill them, but like... Okay, I was about to say like five persons worth of blood? Because damn. No, no, not not like five people, like five separate people's blood in order for it to be considered a worthy sacrifice. Uh, And as you are reeling from this demand, Ra goes, Well, I suppose you know what you must do. I shall send you back to where you were. And you appear back in your table, your bibimbap hop bouncing slightly out of its uh, <laughs> container at, as you kind of land. Um, I think y- y- Baron's like looking around for you when you re-arrive. Well, well how, um, how long was he gone for? And was that like a... It was... I think it was the amount of time he was like in that conversation. So it was probably a good like minute or two. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, think, I think one person... Um, Baron and Kernus, you both see him, like, staring directly at you as he arrives, and he looks down at his food, looks at you, uh, midway through spooning some into his mouth, and then puts the spoon down, immediately walks, throws in the trash, and goes to his car. (laughs) (laughs) Kernunos has re-arrived. I I do like to, I would like to imagine that as soon as, like, Baron just looks over and he's disappeared, he's like, not, not again. There's not even, there's not even trees around here. Come on. He's like looking around Kernunos trying to find did, the trees. Yeah. <laughs> did leave Baron alone no fewer than three times in the last arc. <laughs> <laughs> it happened quite often. Baron's going to start developing like abandonment issues. <laughs> and one of those, he wasn't even a rampaging wolf at the time. No. He just showed up and took Enif and then, and then went away. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm here too. I've got all these camp supplies. Foundation for a great relationship. All right. Yeah. I'm wonderful yeah. friends. Okay, so you're back. Um, How was the trip? Um, I didn't get good news. Oh, was it? Was it on those those God meetings you guys have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, something is something wrong. Usually, this. Oh God, does this mean something else is happening now? Um, probably. And he, you said it was bad news? Yeah, I've been contracted for something that is going to be hard to explain. Oh, is it like the, uh, like the last time where we had to like get someone's dead body kind of? Mm-hmm. Nothing is as bad as that, but certainly nothing easy. Hey, Baron, how much do you like your blood?
During your downtime, Enif has tried to return to running their shop in between doing what research they can to further the efforts of the team. One area of research in particular has occupied their time as of late, as Enif and Isaac have been in discussions about Isaac's burgeoning supernatural powers. Coincidentally around the same time as the food truck launch, Enif and Isaac stand together in the closed veritate. Candles are scattered around the side parlor, burning gently in the background, casting dancing ephemeral visions on the walls as they create shadows of the curios lining them. Enif is instructing Isaac in some techniques as Iris flits around the scene, watching with rapt attention. Alright Isaac, this is something that uh, other spellcasters call an altar, and you usually set it up somewhere uh, in your home or something like that or in your workplace, but it helps, it's a good place for you to meditate. You can put uh, stones there, incense, whatever you need, but it's a good place to kind of sit down and, you know, kind of look into your inner inner eye and figure out what's going on. So I think it would be a good idea for you to set one of these up in your apartment. So just kind of a, a place for me to focus, right? And, and kind of hone in on Iris and, and our bond and any other kind of spiritual activity that I can sense through her. Exactly. And each one is unique to a uh, spellcaster or uh, psychic. Everybody has their own tastes. Uh, some people put candles, some people put stones, whatever you want. It's it's what what you feel you need. So it can be as tiny or as huge as you want. I personally have one that's about goes up to the ceiling in my room, but you don't need one that large. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like my roommates might ask a couple of questions if it was, you know, half the size of my room. Um, maybe I'll I'll keep it small. I'll maybe use the Ouija board um, that summoned Iris and maybe a couple of candles. Um, maybe would that be enough? Does it have to have like any spiritual energy or is it just kind of what I want to make of it? It's mostly what you want to make of it. Um, some spellcasters need more assistance than others. Um, and some want more um, outside assistance than others. Some just rely on their own body. And some want some extra boosts. So it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to calm yourself down, then yourself and a couple candles and incense might be enough. But if you're trying to... Uh, gain more insight into your connection with Iris and trying to strengthen uh, your energy and trying to trying to strengthen your powers. We might want to add mm, a couple stones and a couple more things, and maybe a couple pentacles. We'll see. <laughs> I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Enif. I really appreciate you you helping me with this. Um, I definitely want to get better at you know, trying trying to help people, and I feel like strengthening the relationship with Iris is probably the way to do that. I think I have something else for you, too. And Enif, like, uh, re goes to kind of like a back part, like, a, kind of like more of a back wall of the shop and, and pulls out, like, um, like a small, uh, like, leather notebook and uh, and gives it to Isaac. And, and it's like, so this, another thing spellcasters have is uh, grimoire which is kind of like a diary. Um, most people put spells or other things, but you can just put in your thoughts and that still will help. Um, so you might think about maybe writing down your visions, your dreams, you know, maybe it can help you make sense of it. I've never really been one to, yeah, keep a diary, but hey, if you say it's going to work, maybe I'll try it. I do gotta say that describing Grimoire as kind of like a diary is one of the most <laughs> wild <laughs> descriptions of... <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of it's um, a very Enif thing to say it, it, it sure is, is. Uh, in any case you uh, both settle down into Enif uh, demonstrating some meditation techniques to Isaac um, and, and one of these techniques uh, as Isaac sort of settles in to meditate um, you feel your connection with Iris uh, uh, winding up and you feel a, a vision oncoming as Iris comes fully in sync with you. Go and give me that plus weird roll. Um, Jessica, if he is on a um, edge, you can roll help out for, for this. Okay. Um, at the risk of, obviously, the vision being bad about you. 
Plus weird. Here we go. Here we go. 11. Oh, 11. Yeah. <laughs> that is a clear, clear vision, uh, which is f- super fun. Um, Isaac, you see um, a room. You see a sterile room, all white panels and lab equipment. On one end, you see a man standing at one of the number of computers, typing frantically. On the other end, behind a wall of glass, is a mannequin wearing what looks like football padding, surrounded by mechanical arms that terminate in blackened spouts. The man at the computer, who looks like a middle-aged scientist, is startled from his work as another person enters the room. The scientist hits one more key on the computer he's working on, and a voice echoes through the room, saying, Warning. Contaminant threat. Lockdown level. One. Initiated. The sound of heavy locks slamming into place echoes through the facility. The person who interrupted the scene looks around in shock before a mannequin, much like the one on the other side of the glass, comes up behind them, tackles them to the ground, and starts brutally beating them. And then Jesus. you come out of this vision. Oh, God. Even if I think I need to start writing stuff down in that journal now. Even <laughs> if just, like, silently hands him a pen. <laughs> I'm gonna try to jot all that down. I might even try to sketch it out. Um, there's a There's a lab. There's a clean white room and a... A, a man, a scientist of some kind at a control center. Um, someone comes into the room. The man looks panicked almost or frightened or something. There's a a, a, a button he hits, um, some kind of like a, a warning or an alert, a containment breach. Um, and then a like a dummy, like a mannequin comes in and like starts beating sorry was it him or the the person that came in up the person that uh interrupted yeah and then and then another person and it starts getting beat up by like an a mannequin the the mannequin was moving on its own yes I, yeah was there now con- keep concentrating okay the vision is still there was there any symbols any distinct shapes that you remember um symbols shapes uh you concentrate on this vision like and you find yourself with uh enif's help and obviously that really good role uh you can almost zoom and enhance the images of it uh (laughs) and you kind of get to a point where you're looking at the computer that the the original uh, scientist was working at, uh, and you see a um, little label on the on the desktop that just says Munsdale Polymer Labs. I think I can read a name. Um, it's fuzzy, but Mun- Munsdale Polymer Labs. Hmm, that's a good lead. Write that down. Okay. Jot that down, circle it three times. Hmm. I have no idea what to make of this. But this is good. This vision was clear. And now you can see what clearing your mind can help. And writing down yeah. will definitely help too. Because all of if you don't write it down, all of those visions are just going to end up blurring together. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, okay, so I... I had a successful vision. Um, I think the the focusing, the altar, it's going to work. It's going to do a lot of good. Um, wh- what do I do with this now? Uh, well, uh, first, well, let's walk around and see if we can get you a small amount of stones that won't be too suspicious to your uh, roommates. And uh, we'll try and get you set up with something that you can conveniently hide and take out when you need to so that you know fortunately not everyone's as as fortunate as me and able to have an altar however big size they want wherever they want so we'll have to find you something that's a little bit more discreet gotta get them non-suspicious stones yep yeah (laughs) okay um and now yeah while (laughs) while you look for the stones i'm curious i might try to look up that name and Enif is just like bustling around getting stuff some stuff together. 
I'm assuming that they're like, yeah, we'll only get you a couple. And, like, the bag is getting heavier and heavier yeah. in a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Isaac, you um, pull out your phone and, and do a quick uh, Google. And it doesn't take you very long to to find the uh, webpage of the Munsto Polymer Labs. One of the uh, headlines on it is that they are um, hiring. And um, you, you begin kind of looking through it um, and sort of... Yeah, it's not too far from Enif's shop, actually. It's uh, probably a pretty short bus ride or, or a very short, like, uh, like ride if you were to get, like, an Uber or just drive there. Um, beyond that, like, it's it's most of it's kind of, like, beyond your comprehension. It's talking about a lot about, like, the various polymers they work with. Uh, the, the only real thing you suss out from it is that they work heavily with... Um, like military and private contracts, and the, one of their main um, like uh, focuses is on like insulation materials. Polymer labs, polymer labs. Why would they have dummies? Why would they have dummies that are alive? <laughs> um, I mean, none of this is really making any sense. It says they're hiring. Uh, hey, you know, if I'm out of curiosity, would you mind coming just to kind of look, just walk down the street for a little bit and just take a look at this place? I want to, I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm also curious about the fact that they have, you know, a, maybe a, a dummy that's going to come alive and attack someone in the future. That's, is this, I guess, something bad. Is this place I'm close just, by? Yeah, I think so. Um, it looks like it's just down the street, maybe a couple of minutes. Hmm. I don't see why not. And uh, Enif puts like the the bag of like stuff that they've been gathering behind um, the counter and pulls out their like little satchel they always carry around. Puts it on. I was like, I we can close the shop for a little while. I mean, if yeah, if if you don't want to, that's fine too. I know that you're in the middle of business hours. I don't mean to have you close the shop but if you don't mind <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is like the afternoon time frame when um paulette usually shows up and yeah. and, and eve is like i really don't mind <laughs> like, it's, okay. it's good to take a break every once in a while haven't we just been taking a break for like the past hour though no we've been working now oh, we're sure. taking a walk <laughs> which constitutes okay. us a break All right, so you guys uh, begin heading to the Polymer Labs, and for the sake of letting the other two play the game, uh, you pass by the, the food truck on your way there, and I think uh, Baron's the first one that, that, that spots you. I think Hernandez is, is seated, so he's facing away. He's too into his bebimbop. It's <laughs> <laughs> damn good bebimbop. Face so. first in this bebimbop. <laughs> <laughs> wave our hand and be like, hey, hey, guys. I kind of nudge Kernanus. Hey, look. Oh. Hey, guys. Have you had this before? What is it? Uh, Bebenbop? <laughs> I learned to pronounce it from a voice in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I get, Well, I guess that would be the interesting thing with, with Enif, that they probably have had it, but they can't remember. So, no. <laughs> like, no. No. I, I can't think that I have. It smells good. Mm, I definitely. Yeah, that's, right. that's good. What's We're, up? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Cornudos um, is becoming so, so hip with the times now. What's up? Damn. So Enif was helping me um, try to, you know, focus on on kind of getting my powers uh, with Iris a little bit stronger, and um, I was able to have a vision, and I'm not really sure what to make of it. Uh, it seems to be about a building that's down the street, so we're just on our way to go look at it. Um, but it looks like the the polymer labs um, has maybe a like a test room or something, and there was a guy in there, and here he was at a computer screen, and then. There was another guy that showed up, and he was really surprised by that, so he hit a button, and then there was like a woo, 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 you know, alert, containment breach, and then a mannequin came in and started beating the other guy up. 
Um, During this whole time, Enif is just like silently staring at, at Isaac's super animated like retelling. Yeah. <laughs> like, Richard Barron's just yeah, like see, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to try to you know take a look at what's going on there. Nothing, nothing too involved. I don't want to get you know too in over our heads yet. Well, this explains why I was summoned, I suppose. Yeah. Probably not good if you both are getting some weird vibes. Have you been getting weird vibes too, Cornernos? Not vibes per se. More like I am told that there is going to be a problem. Ah. Well. But this time uh, I was not told when or what the problem would be. Helpful. Well, I'm hoping this doesn't, you know, become too big of a problem, but I'm guessing that living mannequin maybe isn't really something you just sweep under the rug, so it could be the same thing. That is definitely concerning. It doesn't sound good. Well, I mean, we can, well, we're here. I mean, I don't, I don't have any jobs really right now. I I don't have a job. I'm a total bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Contractors, I go like in between like job sites, I um so i mean we'll yeah i'm i'm down to just go with you guys just in case all right are you gonna come to kernos work off all that food uh, i might as well you all i guess apparently <laughs> walk it takes probably a probably about a 30 minute walk to get there it's not like directly around the corner from Veritate, um, but you severely overestimated this distance on my phone. <laughs> I, I did tell you you'd have to like take a bus or get a uh, get an Uber, and you were like, "That sounds like a walk, right?" <laughs> you gotta get their cardio in. It's man. it's basically on the other end of like the city, and uh, just like waiting for for traffic lights and the like have delayed you enough that it took a, probably a little under, but like close to half an hour. Um, but you do eventually make it to uh, the Munsdale Polymer Labs. Um, there are a number of cars parked out front. Uh, obviously, people like milling up and down the streets. I don't think there are too many people like going in and out of it because that's not really how labs work. People aren't really visiting it regularly. But um, yeah, it stands there. There's a, a big like sliding front doors leading into uh, through the glass. You can kind of see like a bit of a lobby. Um, but beyond that, you can't really make too much of a read of it from the outside i don't know what i expected um i guess you can't really see any of the testing labs and the mannequins and the people and the alarms and stuff from the outside this building has a lot of windows yeah i don't think they're gonna let us waltz in either no they they're the type of windows where they're very reflective i don't think we'll see anything through these We could, um, hmm. I saw on their website that they said they were hiring. Maybe we could pretend that we wanted to come in for an interview and just go in and, like, go to the lobby. What is it that this company does again? Um, according to their site, they kind of do a lot of, like, contract work, like government, maybe even military things. Um, a lot of stuff with obviously kind of polymers materials and maybe insulation it's a little bit over my head um i guess just you know kind of general scientific stuff i guess it wouldn't hurt to uh ask for an application i mean we don't have to be qualified for it but we could ask no Mm. harm in asking can't hurt so who's going to try to take the job I doubt any of us are qualified for it. <laughs> well, if four people show up in a group and say, hi, we're all interested in this job, yeah. I don't think that is um, quite what happens. We're all, we're yeah, all no, I, I agree. Let's just, let's just send one person in. Um, and... it, it is worth mentioning, uh, Isaac, that the, the job that they were listing for was a data entry position. It wasn't oh. like a lab tech. Oh, okay. I take it back. Um, I mean, they just wanted a data entry person, so like someone to you know sit there and 
run paperwork and type it in. So it so can't be that someone hard. who's good at computers. Yeah, someone who's good at computers or just reading off papers, I suppose. Everyone turns to look at Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> like basically, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go in there by myself and ask. Even if okay. just pat someone on the back and we believe in you. <laughs> I think Baron puts a hand on him. You can do it. <sighs> okay. 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 Deep breath. Okay. Um, okay. We rely on Isaac I... way too much. <laughs> He's the only one mm. of you who knows how to do anything even remotely stealthy. It's true. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Isaac, you head on in through the uh, sliding doors, and you are greeted with fairly bland elevator music in the lobby, as well as... Welcome to Munsdale Polymer Labs. Uh, and you see the uh, secretary, uh, out of the corner of your eyes, you walk in. You see him grimace slightly as that plays, uh, and you get the feeling that he has to hear that a lot. Um, but uh, after putting his uh, customer service face back on. Um, the uh, gentleman at the, the desk uh, gives you a, 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 you know, that big customer service moment and just goes, yes, yes, welcome. Uh, how can I help you today? Are you, are you with the tour group or? Yes. Yes, I'm with the tour group. Okay. Um, Good. From, uh, okay, it looks like the tour group today is a bunch of hopefuls from the South Campus. Is that right? That's, yeah, that's correct. Okay, uh, if you could just go ahead and sign your name and the time you came in, uh, on the, the sign-in sheet there, as well as, uh, writing what, that you're here with the tour group and the reason for visit line. That would be, that'd be great. Thanks so much. Sure. And he motions towards a clipboard with a little sign-in sheet. Um, it has like all the all, all the previous entries are crossed out because they seem to all be from the previous day. Okay, I'm just gonna take this pen and write in Brian Rogers. <laughs> um, sorry, do you actually? I'm not gonna quite write it yet. I'll have like written like the B and then be like, do you need any form of ID? Uh, no, that'll uh, we we have um the the tour guide will be the one that we're going to be identifying and they'll be in char- they'll be responsible for anything you do. Okay, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> Continues writing in Brian Rogers. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Here for tour. Group. Um I I think you as you asked that you you actually spot moving in the corner that you didn't quite catch before and standing surprisingly still in the corner of the room is a woman uh dressed in what looks to be like a a a thin Kevlar vest with a with a gun a pistol mounted on her hip, who gives you a, a slightly odd look at your question. I just wanted to pull up my ID now if I had to. <laughs> um, okay, so should I just uh, wait here just, then in the lobby? Yeah, just have a seat uh, until the rest of the tour group arrives, and uh, the uh, director of PR, I think, is the one who's hosting the tour. Um, they'll be down here shortly. Okay, thank you so much. All right, and you sit down. Um, I am so nervous. I think there's a like a, a TV in the corner that's just like has muted CNN on, and that's about all <laughs> the the only stimulation in this room. Um, there's not even like magazines or anything. Uh, the security guard eyes you over every once in a while, but like otherwise just stands stands her post and watches the door. Uh, the secretary is like typing on the, t- the, the TV, the computer, um, and a Kate, like I think answers a phone call or two. It uh, has been about. Do you just sit there waiting? Um, I'll try to kind of pull up my phone and maybe text the group and just say like, "Change of plans. I'm taking a tour." <laughs> oh my God. Are you just you're just texting the group chat? Yeah. Okay. All three of us burst in. We are also here for the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a tour. <laughs> I don't think we pass as college students. Probably not. It's never too late to start. I mean, you're right. <laughs> it's up to I, this is. I mean, I I've, did. I've got I thought, no specific although plans. It is. It is. It is canon that Enif does look like they're in their twenties. So maybe Enif does pass as a college student. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if Baron would. <laughs> he looks a little too old. Junior Nist doesn't. He's he's definitely too old. 
Never too old to go to college. Again, though. yeah, anyone can go to college. Yeah. It's not yeah. No, for... Enf is going to join the tour group, <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> uh, All right, so so Enf goes in next. Is that what we've established? Yep. Okay, we're rolling Enif, these dice. No oh, man, you walk in, um, and as the the doors open, uh, the second set of doors is kind of like one of those airlock style, two double screen doors. Uh, as the second one's open, you are greeted by. And both Isaac and Enif, you both see uh, the secretary once again, like of the slightest grimace and before it's replaced with the customer service face. And he goes, uh, hey, are, are you, I'm sorry, welcome. Are you here uh, as well? Are you another for the tour? Uh, yes, I'm here. All right, uh, go ahead and uh, from, from the, the, the South Campus, right? Yes, that's correct. All right, go ahead and sign in your name and uh, your number as well as your reason for lo- visiting and your uh, the time of entry on the sign sheet right there, and then you can take a seat uh, with the other person who's gotten here a little early. Uh, tour's not supposed to start for another 15 minutes, but, you know, that's that shows good on you. Uh, that, I'm sure the, the guys upstairs will be very impressed. I, I do like to be punctual. And uh, Enif goes ahead and... Um... And sees the the Brian Rogers and just goes uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and writes in um, let's go with Angela. Okay. <laughs> Angela um, Camp. <laughs> Angela Camp. Okay. And copies Perfect. everything Beautiful. everything else that uh, that Isaac put in there. Including the phone number? Nope. <laughs> and the time of entry, which was like you know two minutes ago, just like like follows the the pace, but it's they uh, Enif puts in completely random numbers for the phone number. All right, um, so you go and punch that in, and then presumably go sit next to Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a couple minutes. A couple more minutes pass. What what are Carnutus and Baron doing? Uh, <laughs> I don't think hiding in the bushes like weirdos. <laughs> I don't think Carnutus is gonna try to pull one of those. One of those? Just like try to be like play it nonchalant like he's supposed to be there. Oh yeah. In a laboratory that makes, uh, what was it again? P- Polymus. <laughs> And killer dummies, Pol- apparently. Polymers. I, I think my favorite uh, Karnunas thing is when he mispronounces uh, names of words as if he was reading them, when he's only ever heard them said. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point. Uh, I right, love look, it. It's great. Did I, did I call for you? Then don't come for me. All right? <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't think... I don't think we're going to overload the tour, but... Uh, Kernanos throws in the group chat and says, uh, if anything goes sideways and you need a distraction, I'll be outside. Thank you. We will aim not to do that. Okay. Um, So you're all, I guess, just waiting it out at this point. Um, Somewhere around, like, halfway through your wait, uh, your, your sort of drudge on of waiting is interrupted by friendly reminder keep your computer locked when away from your computer and change your password regularly failure to do so will result in disciplinary actions and I think as soon as the tone uh, steps up the secretary once again just grimaces slightly and it's becoming more and more clear to you that these these little announcements are just a constant thing here um, but short, uh, a little bit after that goes off, uh, the doors open and it plays the, uh, welcome sound as a, a crowd of college students walks in. Um, and, uh, the secretary looks at them and goes, ah, there's, there's the rest of it. Uh, if you all could sign in and, uh, whoever, uh, you're, you're the tour guide. I think we talked over the phone. Um, and, uh, a, a man at the front's like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's me. And, uh walks forward like yeah i'll need your id and um just uh i'll keep that for the duration of the tour uh you are responsible if god forbid any of them get up to any 
issues uh, and I need you to sign this this waiver um, basically saying that and the the tour uh, tour guide uh, the leader of the tour I guess not really the guide uh, says of course and uh, signs his name gives over his ID and then looks over at the two of you and gives you a bit of a confused look and just goes are they here for the tour as well and the secretary goes yeah I thought that you know that's uh they got here pretty early and um the guy goes oh well must be uh late joiners did you forget to sign up online because I thought I had everyone yeah I, it was it was one one of those last minute type situations sorry <sighs> Okay, I don't think you'll be able to get credit for this if you're hoping to get credit for any of the classes, because I, I do not have you signed up. But if you're just here for the the tour, uh, behave yourself, and that, that's fine with me. You got it. We're just, like, nodding. Like. <laughs> um, and so uh, after all the people sign in, um, the secretary uh, dials something on the phone, calls, and has a short conversation and then an elevator in the corner of the room opens up and a um a a a woman in her 40s walks out she is wearing a a very uh nice finely pressed uh blue suit and has just this award-winning smile as she walks out of the elevator she goes Welcome, welcome, everyone, to Munsdale Polymer Labs, all of our potential futures. I am so glad to meet you. My name is Miss Hollis, and I will be your tour guide for the day. I am the head of PR here at Munsdale Polymer Labs, and I have so much to show you, to, to inspire you, to, to join us once you, you have completed your education. Uh, if we all want to uh, come together, uh, the elevator is a bit too small for this large of a group, um, so we'll have to take it in turns. Uh, if the the your uh, tour leader and the the first half want to pile in, and she kind of like sections off the group and pushes them all forward, and they all line up, and you are gathered into this uh, the smaller group, uh, and the the woman smiles at you, and the elevator goes up, and after another couple of seconds, it comes back down, opens up, and she goes, "Come, come, let's all uh, go ahead and load up, and we can uh, begin the tour on the second floor." And she has all of you load up, and Carninos and Baron, you watch as the elevator doors close through this window, and you lose sight of your friends.